Babylon. So me I give it to you in a parable. Old time people them used to say, when short more tell you you can't use, so when long more tell you you go feel it, feel it. You talk too much, you will pay for what you don't eat. Go never know the use of it till the butcher cut it off. Go never know the Greetings and welcome to Jesse I Interviews, recorded on the lands of the Bunurong and the Rwundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation in the city now known to the world as Melbourne, Australia. This episode's just a short one, but it's with one of my favourite singers, Albert Griffiths of the Gladiators. He passed away in December 2020 at the age of 74, but this interview comes from 2003, before the Gladiators' first and only Australian tour. There were rumours at the time that Albert had suffered a stroke and wouldn't be coming. He was supposedly going to be replaced by his son instead. I was very relieved to hear from him in this interview that it was not true. Sadly, I can't actually remember much of that Gladiators show. I'm pretty sure they were great. I must have just had too much to drink and smoke that night as I honestly can't remember any details at all. It is a bit of a shame the Gladiators didn't really seem to tour and perform quite as often as many others. This one's a little hard to hear in places, and he speaks quite softly at times, but it was good to speak to him about the early days of the Gladiators and the association with Virgin Records, amongst other things. So here we go. Jesse I interviews Albert Griffiths of the Gladiators back in 2003. With me right now I have on the line one of the legends of reggae music, the original founding member of the Gladiators and one of the most distinctive voices in reggae music through the years, Albert Griffiths. Thank you very much for joining us here on Chant Down Babylon. Okay, thank you too. So I always like to start my interviews at the beginning, so maybe we, uh, if you could tell the people a little bit about where you were born and what life was like for you growing up there. Well, I was born in St. Elizabeth, you know I mean, in the country, you know, very... Very weird thing is very rough, you know what I mean? Right. Then I migrate from there to Kingston, you know what I mean? I, I migrated to Kingston when I was around 20. Right. What, what was life for you like in Kingston when you got there? Did you Were you looking for music work to start with or did, were you trying to look for any work? No, well, I was looking for any work, you know what I mean? Then all of a sudden then I begin to learn music. Right. And when I did, when I learned the music trade, then I get my own contract, you know what I mean? And from there, so, me and my friends, Yalimore, always carry a guitar and guitar and guitar. Anytime we get a little break, we would play the guitar, play the guitar. And well, you know, we used to go to, to, to studio, like Studio One and Treasure I go look audition every Sunday. Right. Well, when I was coming back on the bus, a, a brother said to me, said if he get the chance to sing, he would sing as the gladiators. Right. And right away that, that name strike me, you know, although I used to go see the gladiators show, but I didn't really remember I think of singing as the gladiators. Right. When the brother told me that, I said, man, I, I love this name, and I asked him if I could use the name. 
Right. He said yes because he would love to hear that name in, re- in recording. And so he came across, I go to Mr. Lee, Lee Bird Robinson, that is my boss who I used to do this work for. Right. And then I asked him to do a session to me, the first session for the gladiators. And we sing a song and the train is coming back from Scarville. Right. Which number five in Jamaica and the chart, okay? Same. And that's how the gladiators come across, you know. Wicked. So, what can you tell us about the early days, like working with Cox and Dot at Studio One in the early times? What was that like around there? Well, I mean, <laughs> it was very joyful because, you know, in those days, everybody wanted to be on Studio One label because if you are not on Studio One label, you're not, you're not a professional, you know what I mean? Right. It was very, until now, I have a good relationship with Cox, you know what I mean? So, you won't have Studio One. Same. We always keep a good relationship, you know? Right. What were some of the early the early hits for you at Studio One in the early days? Well, um, Hello Carol, Roots, Natty, Bongo Red, that's one of the early ones. Yeah. Do you have any personal favorites from those times? Well, I tell you the truth. Every song I, every song I sing, I love them, you know, but in those years, further down when I sing Hello Carol, that was a song that I love very much. I mean... Right. And that, that was a song that you also redid um, for Virgin as well on the Trenchtown Mix-Up album, is that right? Yes. Right. So how, how did the association with Virgin come about? Well, I tell you something. I go down to Prince Tony, that is the brotherhood who owns label named Groove Master. Yep. And I bring a tape down there for him to listen to, listen to the Gladiators. Right. He said to me, he said to me he would love to find the person who writes and leads Gladiators. And I told him to listen me, and he didn't believe, you know what I mean? Mm. And he must have been a Safaron joke, man. Safaron joke with him to tell him who is the least thing on the right of the gladiators. So I kind of never want to talk to him again until he said, Tell me for real, is you, is you near Albert Griffith? And I said to him, Well, yes, I tell you that, man. Tell me near Albert Griffith, man, I'm the right and least to the gladiators. And he said, Virgin wants to do a contract with him, you know what I mean? Mm. And that's how we get the Virgin to Prince Right, right. So what was it like for you, um, the association with Virgin? And I know that when Bob Marley died, they sort of scaled back their reggae. And what, what, how was Virgin? Did they treat you well? Well, I tell you something. Virgin didn't want to release the gladiators, you know. Right. I, I didn't even know that I did sign a contract with Virgin. Mm. Because it's Prince Tony who said we were signed this thing and we never knew nothing about contracts. And he said, it's a, it's a food that's it for us to get some money. Right. So I didn't really know nothing about Virgin's business, but for sure though, they didn't want to release the gladiators because they said they love the gladiators. You know? mm. But the contract was already signed. The gladiators wasn't getting any benefits, you know what I mean? Right. So I decided that we would have to release it from this contract. So they released us, but they didn't want to, you know what I mean, because they put in the gladiators as a group of love. Mm. Very much, you know what I mean? Okay. I wanted to ask you about the, the lyrics of the songs, talking about the, the, the songs that you had written from early days right through those times. Um, a lot of your song lyrics seem to be influenced by old Jamaican sayings and proverbs. And one, one line that I've always wanted to ask you about is, every hoa dem stick a bush. What exactly does that mean? Well, it means if uh, some people say to each his own, you know what I mean? But in Jamaica... You know, some people have big, large foot. 
some people have big, real big fans, some real small fans. So we for sure if you're in any category where we go, we have something to that much. I don't know how much the food to food. And I don't know how much the food is. There's a fan to food food. There's a shoes to food food. And there's a horse. There's a doorway that you know that we can go into the house. Another line that's always stood out for me um, is the cow never know the use of him tail till the butcher cut it off. What can you tell us about okay. that? Well, we call those some horribles, you know. Right. You see, some, people, some people have good things in, in hand and they do not respect it because they don't know how they get it. It comes so easy that they do not respect it until they lose it and find out well. They lose everything. So it's like, you know, the cow. Sometimes it, what it really means is like, you know, especially cow losing tail. You don't have any more tail to, to run the flies, and many flies begin to bite you, you know what I mean? Mm. Where does the inspiration for your songs, obviously you're drawing on the, the old parables and, and stories, the sayings, where, where do you get the inspiration for your songs, or how do, you, how do you actually write your songs? Well, you know, in Jamaica, you know, when we was growing up, we used to get all these things from our grandparents, because they always teach us some little parables, you know what I mean, and it's really, really true. You can be safe, you know what I mean? Because you can save your, you can save your life because you remember what it means. But most of these things where we grew up come here, you know what I mean? I grew up as a little boy. Well, in Jamaica still, we always have parables, you know what I mean? So whether you hear it or not, we always have our own parables, whether from the grandparents, our father, always. Okay, well, I wanted to ask you about the importance of Rastafari to your music, because obviously it's been heavily influenced from, by Rastafari from, from the early days. When did you first sight up Rasta? Well, I don't remember, you know, because one time I, did, I said, if a man to me locks my hair, then I would be a madman. Mm. And all of a sudden, I just find my hair being to lock and like a stupid do not touch it. You know what I mean? And in reggae music, too, you know, it has a lot to do with the reggae music, because I give you the power. Unlike a lot of um, Jamaican vocal groups over the years, um, I know the Gladiators have always played instruments as well, and I know that you look. The Gladiators band worked on some of the early Yabby U material and so forth. Did you do a lot of session band material? Well, I worked with every part with every artist because I was one of the school of guitarists. You know, I mean, I was school of one guitarist, and I played I for every artist. But right now, still, I'm not playing any guitar anymore. You know, because you know. Gallimore period in guitar and King Can Rufus they lead guitar so yeah. I make it a little bit easier for myself. I do not play guitar and stage at the I used to play guitar and stage too, you know. But I, I mean I kinda of hurt myself from the heavy load, you know what I mean? Right, right. A friend said that you had a stroke or something some time ago, is that the case? No man. Alright. Well, that's good nothing, nothing like that, you know what I mean? Uh, it's good to put the rumors to rest. <laughs> yes, yes. So for this for this tour, you've you've put it seems like an amazing band. You've got Rufus, you've got um, Nuff Nuff artist Junior Chin, but is it Bagger Walker on bass? Yes, yes. Right. Well, so, you know Bagger Walker. Me and him used to play the studio one. When we was playing the studio one, he was the bass man and I was the guitarist. You know what I mean? Same. So we had been working for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the people can be expecting a 100% top-notch reggae show from the band straight through the vocals, the whole thing. Yes, man. Definitely. Right. So we don't get too many reggae acts here in Australia. So it's a, it's a really, really big thing for us to have the gladiators coming to Australia. How do you feel about coming to Australia? Well, I feel good, you know. It's only one thing is the journey, you know. I mean, the journey I hear is very far, you know. <laughs> true, true. 
It's a long way, but it's worth it. Trust me. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, just, just to, um, to wrap things up, um, is there a, any parting message you'd like to pass on to the people of Melbourne? Well, I would love to tell the people to, 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 to wish them all the best. And one of the biggest things I would want to say, not just to the people in Australia, but the whole world, to live loving, to live and stop to the brothers and sisters and doing that to themselves, you know what I mean? Yes, King. All right. Excellent stuff. Thank you very, very much for speaking to us here on Chant Down Bubble on Albert. Okay, man. Thanks, one love. Albert Griffiths speaking to me via phone from Jamaica back in 2003. That's it for another episode. Big shout out to my Patreon patrons, the Don Armageddon Time, the Real General Empress Irie, me Idrins, John from Champion Sound, Tom Tanuki and Todd Solomon. And big up me charges, DJ Publito and Big Thing. Thanks for listening. Eyes is every time. <laughs>